Thank you so much for joining in to today's podcast from Caleb Perkins Ministry. We pray that today's podcast will be uplifting and encouraging in your walk with the Lord. Now here's today's podcast. What's going on, everybody? So glad to have all of you with us today. You got me and Trenton. Sir Trenton of Gale. Sir Trenton of Gale. Yo, what's up? In the studio. Dun, dun, dun. What up, what up, what up? See, I should have like a, a DJ kind of like... Uh, I guess music set where I could just push buttons and drop beats. I know. I was thinking and about like you could just start. What are those commentary people? They got all those soundtrack buttons. You need to get the soundtrack buttons. Yeah. Right. And then that way, when you say the word of the day, I could like hit it and it could be like boing zing Even like a Doctor Phil yeah. one. You need to do that. It's great. It's great. It's great. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, catch me outside. How about that? No, she's she's not allowed on the buttons. <laughs> she's not allowed on the buttons? No no catching me outside? <laughs> no, she can catch herself out of the buttons. <laughs> no, not outside for you. <laughs> well, today, uh, me and Trent were talking about um, stepping out into the unknown. So what stepping out into the unknown is, and I think this is vital for all Christians, like every single believer. If we say... Romans 8.14, those that are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God, then we have to say there is a requirement on us to be led by the Spirit, right? And there is a moment in our life where we have to step out of the boat, where we have to do something in obedience towards God because He has these good works for us to walk in. That's not for salvation. So if you know someone's hearing this and they're saying, oh, He's saying you got to do all these things to get into heaven. I'm not talking about getting into heaven. I'm talking about getting a well-done, good and faithful servant. Completely different, right? We're already past that portion where it's like, all right, you're in heaven. Now you're being a son or daughter of God's. What does that look like? And I think so many times humans, right? We'll use that because you always use that word, right? Oh, the humans. Oh, yeah. the humans, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, the humans are at it again, right? So... The humans get so fixated on heaven, and they're like, that is the end goal and the end state. I am telling you, that is not the end goal and the end state. The When you are guaranteed heaven through salvation, boom. It was paid for on the cross by Jesus. He took the sins, your sins, on the cross. So now you're a new creation in Christ. You now have the Holy Spirit dwelling in you. The Holy Spirit that's dwelling in you wants and desires to do something, Right? There's a point. There is a purpose to us being here, and it's not just to gain access into heaven. It is to change the area. That's why they say ecclesia, koinonia. This is this is changing the region, changing the area, changing the atmosphere, and having the authority placed in you through the Holy Spirit. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, you wouldn't need Holy Spirit who is a guide right. if you weren't to be guided. Yeah. Yeah, Holy Spirit wants you to do something. Why do you need the spirit of truth? There is going to be a requirement that you're going to need to know truth, right? You there has to be a reason for you to even want or desire truth. Why? You're seeking it. So there has to be something that that truth moves inside of you that propels you to continuing the truth that is placed in you. So, right? Like what you behold, you become. So as you see something, you behold something, you gaze upon it, you start to become and reflect that thing. That's why it tells us in Scripture that as we behold Him, we become more like Him, right? That I think of the image, uh, Trenton, of um, like a son or daughter, and they're around their parents, 
and how they start to pick up those characteristics and traits. Psychologists could say all day long, that's why there's the battle, right, between nature versus nurture. Oh, yeah. They're like, because they're like, well, we could have them separated, but they still kind of have some of these similarity traits. And I'm like, well, how many, how much of that is exactly human traits versus them having unique traits that their parents use, right? That's why we have the, the term... He's a spitting image of his father, right? He's a spitting image. Like he looks so much like him, we want to spit on him. Like that's that's <laughs> where that derives from, right? And so we pick up those things from the upbringing that we we are around. In the same way, in the body of Christ, as we are being trained, as we are being equipped, there is a reflection. As we spend more time with God, we begin to reflect those things, and it does require us to step out into the unknowns, and that's frightening. A lot of wow. uncertainties. There's a lot of uncertainties, but you know I would argue that the the distance between you and your starting point and the miracle or provision from God is the length of your obedient faith-filled walk to yes. your destination. Right. Yeah. Well, and see, there are some people that when they hear obedience, they automatically think, "Well, your works base for heaven." And it's like back to the original thing. This isn't talking about heaven. This is talking about you walking it out with God, being led by Him, right? There is a sanctification process. There is this newness going on in your life. There is this tension between the world trying to uh, pull you in one direction and the Spirit trying to lead God and direct you in another. Listen, I have never met somebody so holy that they didn't have to do anything. They just yeah. laid down there. They were just there. <laughs> they, <laughs> no. ex- they, no. they accepted Jesus. They said the prayer, Trenton, and then boom. Ah! I'm sorry. Jesus uh, did a lot of things. He must have been work-based. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know. <laughs> hmm. Or maybe he was just doing what the Father asked him to do. Yeah. Which, you know, and, and this is where it gets gets back to that training and that education, because then there's people that say, okay, well, if I'm being trained, right, and I see examples in Scripture, can I use those examples to guide my life? Now, there are people who are theological scholars and teachers that would say no, that it is just for them. That's why we have the separation in the church where they say, wait, the Great Commission's actually not for everybody, it's just for the the apostles and the disciples that it was given to during that day. And I would say, well, then the gospel would be short-lived, right? (laughs) If it's not to continue, then it it would have died a long time ago. Well, I mean, it's completely evident, both in the Old Testament and the New Testament, that this faith-filled, obedient walk was necessary for all. Yeah, It's not just a New Testament concept. Right, yeah. Yeah. And and I've heard people use the, the, or they would challenge the thing where people talk about David and fighting his Goliath, and they would say, in your own life, you will have the Goliath, and they'll say, that's a misinterpretation of Scripture. You can't use it like that. Obviously, the person reading it knows that it was a historical fact that David fought Goliath, yes. Um, however, if it's precedent in the Bible, is it not plausible to say that you will be in some way, shape, or form, in some metaphorical circumstance, have a Goliath in your situation, right? Yeah. What might be a Goliath in your situation might not be, I might not consider that a Goliath, but yeah. then vice versa, right? Something in my life, I'm like, oh, this is the Goliath, and you're like, that's actually not really a Goliath. You know what I mean? I do and know so what you mean. It's all about that perspective. And we have to be able to take the Word of God, and that's what's so cool about the Holy Spirit. As we read the Word of God, the Holy Spirit shows us the application. 
Absolutely. Right in the season where we're at. Even with that scenario with Goliath, uh, you'll see everyone even has a Saul. Saul trying yeah. to put the heavy and weighty armor on David who, who wasn't used to it. He's yeah. trying to put his own fear, his own doubt on David. Mm-hmm. So everyone has these circumstances. It does, it's not just an Old Testament thing. Yeah. It carries over to our lives now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we, that's what, why being led by the Holy Spirit, you know, hey, this isn't fitting. This is not, I, I feel this inside of me, and, and you know, and I, and I want to kind of caution people that are, that are listening to this. I'm not saying, hey, just go do whatever you want to do. You absolutely have to seek the Lord. You have to have that relationship with Him, and you have to have that heart that says, you know what, I'm going to advance the kingdom regardless of what it is going to look like. Because when you follow Christ, there will be persecution. Yes. You do not get off this rock without persecution. And that, that's what we are guaranteed as Christians, that we will go through a level of form of persecution, whatever that is. might be your neighbor you know, disliking you. might be your employer disliking you. It could be the church disliking you. I mean, really, it could be anything. Yeah. But there will be a level of persecution that comes against you, and you have to be ready as a believer to be led by the Spirit to say, nope, this is where the Holy Spirit's leading me, and I'm, I'm totally convinced of that. Yeah, and even if it's not exactly persecution in the physical sense or whatever, it could still be doubt or fear. You're going to have to bypass, go through a storm of some sort to get to God's miracle or provision. That's just the way it is. Absolutely. I I think, too, that in um, just like, you know, when you're talking about the storm, it it gave me that image of uh, Peter stepping out of the boat, right? And so the, the, the storm was going on, and then Jesus ends up calming the storm, and then they see Jesus on afar walking towards the boat, and Peter sitting there saying, Lord, if it's you, bid me come, right? And you can check this out, uh, Matthew chapter 14, um, with Peter stepping out of the boat. But my thought is this, if we use that kind of as an analogy of what God is calling us to step out into— because we can use that, right? So there are these parallels that happen. There are these things that continue in our life. So with Peter, you know, he was a fisherman, and he's being, call- he's being called and challenged to come out of the boat. He did not know the full consequences of what he was about to do, right? He knew in his own brain, out of his knowledge of water, that he would sink, right? Yep. <laughs> I mean, so your face with literal sinking and dying and drowning— which I'm sure he was accustomed to being a fisherman, right? Be, not not uncommon for boats during that day to capsize and people to drown and different things like that. So he knew the risks, yet he was willing to take the step out of the boat. And what we see a lot of times is that the other people that are on the boat that are watching you step out are the ones saying, hey, you better not do that. Hey, did he really call you? Like, are you sure? What if you die? What if you drown? You know, all of these things are being are being said. You know, Scripture doesn't tell us that the other disciples were saying that, but in our own day, right? Like every decision that the Holy Spirit's told me to step out into, I've had countless people come to me telling me the opposite. Oh, well, you don't need to do that. You need to do this. You need to do that. And I had to hold fast to my own convictions, being led by the Holy Spirit, and step out of the boat. Absolutely. Uh, and you talking about your faith walking into that and the potential of drowning reminded me of, look, God led the Israelites and Moses out of Egypt yeah. to a dead end at the Red Sea. 
Um, they had to go. You're looking at ocean. There's no other fear. place. <laughs> no, it's a dead end. But even when God provided that miracle and they parted the sea, mm-hmm. that entire pathway mm-hmm. is still doubt, fear, and you have to go through it. And yeah. there's the potential. Will God show up? Will God rescue me? Will this remain, or am I going to drown? Right. Um, yeah. Either way, you have to go through it to mm-hmm. get to it. Yeah, and you have to be okay with um, people mocking you, ridiculing you, yeah. questioning you. You know, those are those are levels and forms of persecution, and and we need to be. Um, I don't want to say excited about it, but we need to be ready for it. You know what I mean? And knowing that when those things come, that it's just a confirmation of really what we needed to do in the first place. Because honestly, yeah. there are 50 million different decisions that you might be making every day, and then the Holy Spirit just highlights this one major decision that alters the whole course of your life. And in that obedience, in that, uh, in that one uh, piece of your life, it like opens multiple doors that that continue, and you're like, had I not made this choice, this would not have happened. This would not have happened. This would not have happened. What does that look like through the the realm of eternity, right? And um, I'm also thinking, since we were using the boat analogy and Peter stepping out of the boat, of Noah building a boat. Okay, here's a guy. He's building a boat because <laughs> he was told by God to do that, right? Absolutely. Not just, hey, go build a boat. He's like, nope, here's the dimensions. This is what you need. This is what you have to do. And everybody is calling him crazy. Yeah. Like, you're nuts. Talk That's about the crazy guy. Going into the unknown. <laughs> yeah. Who has done that? Uh, you have to go through a lot of doubt and fear through the unknown. Yeah, absolutely. It's inevitable. Yep. And and it, it, all the all the people who would be you know challenging you and that's one of the things that's so beautiful about scripture right so the scripture tells us judge it by the fruit well it takes a season to see the fruit yeah right I don't judge an apple tree when I put the seed in the ground or it comes up <laughs> as a sprout right like it comes up and it's like it's just one little looks like a weed you know it's like no that's an apple tree. But when the season comes for it to produce fruit, and now it's producing fruit, I will judge that fruit and be like, this is a good apple tree, right? And in the same way, even with Noah, right? His obedience and his faithfulness to God was seen through the fruit, the manifestation of when it rained and the results that came from him and his obedience, right? And, you know, it's like, well, you know, people say what they want, but in the end, you will be known by the fruit, and then you will say, all right, now I see it, right? It's, it's, it's very difficult when you're in the middle of a situation, especially stepping out into the unknown that God is calling you into, and you don't have all of the details. Like, I've never been in, experience, in a situation where God has told me to do something, and I had all the fine-tuned details. True story. It's always just a little piece <laughs> of it. He's like, I need you to go in this direction. But God, I have 50 million questions. Just go. Okay. Absolutely. <laughs> right? It's above my pay grade. <laughs> yep. Well, I just, I'm on a need-to-know basis. <laughs> I just thought of another example. When yeah. uh, he told Elijah, go to the brook. Right. You go to the brook, yeah. and then I will... You can drink water out of there, but I'm going to send a crow to feed you. Like He doesn't know what's going on. He doesn't know anything. He just knows he has to go to the brook, and the provision did not come right. until he arrived yeah. at the brook. Yeah. And that, but then people will say, well, why couldn't God just... It's not the fact that God can't. 
It's that God is saying, be obedient in what I'm telling you to do, and you'll see that I am the one true God who's leading you, who's guiding you, who's directing your steps, right? And this is this is where we get into that place where it's like, hey, we can't sit there and challenge God and be like, well, God, I don't need to go to the brook. You can just, you know, make birds give me food here, right? <laughs> yep. You can... <laughs> It's like, here, manifest a Chick-fil-A spicy chicken sandwich in my hand, right? <laughs> Come on, God, you know? And it's like, no, the point is obedience, right? And when we step out into the unknown and we're being obedient, that's when the next step is shown. Because God's not going to show us the full the full plan of everything. Imagine if Jesus walked up when he first met Peter and was like, hey, Peter, come follow me. You're going you're gonna to be uh, crucified on an upside-down cross yeah. And uh, because I'm going to be crucified on a regular cross. Are you with me? No. Well, that's exactly why Jesus told him. I have it's many like, more things to yeah. tell you, but you can't yeah. handle it right exactly. now. Exactly. <laughs> there, there is a process and there is a timing of things, right? And if God showed, and this is how I am too. I, I don't know about you, Trent, but I know in my own mind, if God said, hey, Caleb, this is the end state that I want you to reach, and that's it. I might and, panic. Yeah, well, yeah, I'm going to mess that up, man. I'm going to be like, okay, so that's the end? Okay, how do I get there the fastest, most efficient way, move towards it? And he's like, oh, no, 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 you're not ready for it yet. But now I'm, I am, uh, I will run that. I will run ahead of that. And I will try to go ahead of, of the Lord. I will. I know myself, right? Yeah. I am mission um, and goal-oriented. I am focused on something. If God's like, hey, I need you to do this, and he's like, that's what the end state's going to be, I would run to it. So that's why he's like, now I need you to go here. And here's the next step. And here's the next step. Yeah. And through the timing and the process, I'm like, God, I thank you. You didn't show me where I needed to go in the beginning because I would have messed that whole journey up. Absolutely. Most of the time, I would be overwhelmed. Like, if he yeah. showed me, this is what I want. I want you to make a castle, and it looks like this. I'd be so overwhelmed. I'd be yeah. like, oh, my gosh, I need to get all of this right now, all this stuff. I have to gather it. I have mm -hmm. to build it. It has to be done today. Ah. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> ah, I got to do it. Ah, now. Right, and he's like, hey, uh, just put this block right here. Okay. Can you just start with a block? Just, just put that block right there. I know. It's very difficult. It's okay. We got many more blocks. You know what? And that <laughs> is where it block. starts. Yep. Where does it start? The yep. cornerstone. The cornerstone. Yep. Yep. <laughs> so why don't you just start there? Yeah. yeah. Place it right. <laughs> Everything else will be built off of it. <laughs> oh, man. But it's so true. And so when we trust and we rely on the Lord... And the Holy Spirit, like dwelling inside of us, leading, guiding, and directing us, we can we can take that uh, that confidence and that boldness and that and that courage and that hope of being like it's okay to not know everything. Like I don't know why people feel like even when they're uh, uh, I guess deemed or classified as spiritually mature that they're like, well, you have to have all the answers. And I'm like, uh, you should be at the point where you say, I don't have all the answers. But I know him who does, and yes. he is showing me this next step, and I'm going to be obedient to that, and I have no idea what it's going to look like, Yeah, well, and I'm okay with it. People don't like the uncomfortable, right? and the unknown is uncomfortable. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Well, because they want choices, right? And so if I have, you know, I think game show, right? Do you want what's behind door number one or behind door number two? And it's like, do behind door number one is this new car. Now, do you want door number two? And you have no idea what's behind door number two. So now you're like, well, I don't know. 
And in the same way, we have the same choice. The Holy Spirit's like, hey, I need you to take door number two, though door number one is the world, and it wants to give you all of these things, and it wants to promise all these things, but actually, it's death. But behind this is life, and life more abundantly, and if you'll trust me, you'll see the fruit of it. Yeah, well, here's door number two. Yep. Pick up your cross and yep. follow me. Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> and then the yep. devil's like, door number one. Yeah, do it. Fame, fortune. It. It's Women. a shiny car. Look <laughs> at it. It's so nice. <laughs> then you're like, wait a minute. Taxes, insurance. Yeah, they're like <laughs> maintenance mm, fees. Well, mm. door number one was Whoa. a lot of oh. certainty. Yeah. Door number two is a lot of unknown. unknown. I don't know. And <laughs> seems like pain. It seems like a lot of pain there. <laughs> It's like, I don't know, but it's totally worth it, right? And in the unknowns, when you step out, it's like, you know, in in that um, story with Peter stepping out of the boat, you know, Peter walked on the water. That verse, to me, is powerful, because people will say, well, only one man ever walked on the, on the water. No, that's not true. There was two. <laughs> Peter walked on the water. Peter walked on the water. And people say, well, he failed, though. He was in... On his process, his way to Jesus. Okay, negative Nelly or right? Nancy. How about I'm he like, how many steps you need, while? right? And but that's the humans, right? That's how the that's how the uh, human mind. Well, if he was good, he would have done a jig on the water. Look at me, do do do. I got all this faith. I keep my eyes on Jesus. Sure, you would have. I'm sure you would have. I'm sure you would have. <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> right. But see, there's always this judgment and this comparing and this persecution. And, you know, and the, the, there is a real spiritual battle that's going on and a war, a civil war inside of each individual. You have the flesh and you have the spirit. And the enemy will try to come in and entice you with more of the flesh, more of the world, and everything else. But then when you start feeding the spirit, you start getting into that devotional place. You start getting into the Word. You start sharpening yourself with other believers who are encouraging you to uh, you know, step out even more with the Lord. Man, that's where you're going to see real growth happen, right? Oh, absolutely. Like, I love sitting around people and hearing their testimonies. Like, what's the Lord done in your life? And they're like, they're telling me these things. And I'm like, man, that's amazing. And I want to see that those things happen in my life, too. And I want to share my testimonies with them. Yeah, well, right. it's also very easy to think you're alone when you're not surrounded by your accountability, like Elijah when he said, I'm the only one left. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> the enemy will deceive you. Yeah, all these people, they've left. Yeah, I'm going to die. I'm dying. <laughs> and God was like, I have so many. Yeah. <laughs> you have no idea. Now, stop feeling sorry for yourself. Go anoint these two kings and go build a school of the prophets. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Like if, you, if you could just stop having a pity party, we'll go and do great things together. It's like, oh, okay. And you yeah. know what? I used to hate the uh, the unknown that mm -hmm. uh, travel traveling through there because I knew you had to go through doubt, fear, persecution, hardships, yeah, and failures, rejections. I used to hate it, but when you change your perspective and you notice that there's always God's provision and miracle afterwards when you right. get through it mm -hmm. and he gets you to it yeah so now it's exciting and now you can look forward to the adventure right yeah so it's just a change of mindset and that whole change of mindset rests on your faith your trust yeah. in the lord yeah and what what are some of the things like in your own personal life that you've that have strengthened you to uh to have that that trust and that reliance in the unknown like being like it's okay if i have no idea 
Uh, well, my past experiences yeah. because mm-hmm. you know it starts out with, and that's why I just I, I love God so much because He knows what a failure I was. Right. <laughs> he gave it to me a little bit at a time. Yeah. Slow, slow, slow. Mm-hmm. So He would give me uh, an opportunity. What looked like a setback, mm-hmm. you know, it was a setup for my success. Yeah. And He would get me to it after I went through it. Mm-hmm. Then I had that as a past experience that I put behind me, and it's now a barrier behind me that holds me back. So if whenever the enemy comes again, I fall back against that mm-hmm. instead of my own uh, thoughts, and I say, remember when this happened. Yes. So and if I can do that, well, yep. then I can do this. Mm-hmm. And then he keeps giving you through these. You build them up. Yeah. And, and after time, you're like, there's so many past experiences behind me now. Yeah. There's no reason for me to say I can't go through there. Right. So would you (laughs) say then that it is the pattern that you have seen through God in your life? Like the continuation. Like it it is a pattern that has actually strengthened your ability to be like, okay, God, I'm going to trust you. Because I've I've seen what you've done in the past. And you might not have even been in a place of trusting him in those situations. True story. And he was still faithful. And you're like, well, I didn't even know... (laughs) And I'm being a knucklehead, and then here God is going, I've got you. It's okay. Take another step. You know, be led by my spirit. Here you go. And then over the series and over your life, you can sit there and see the pattern. And here's the thing that I find that the enemy does in a lot of a lot of believers is he tries to come in and take those memories and those um, those encounters, those testimonies out of your mind. He tries to uh, get you to use some sort of, well, the stars aligned. You were good to the universe, mumbo-jumbo, right? And, and, it wa- and it, all of these different things to try and distract you from the mere fact that it was the goodness of God in your life because you had a relationship with Him. Yeah. And regardless of how even great that relationship was, you could have had a distant relationship and God is drawing you closer. And he is, he is saying, all right, I'm going to take you into this next next step, this next level, because he has a plan, a purpose, and a destiny for you. Absolutely. When I started out, I was kind of like Moses, where I had excuses, nothing but excuses. I can't do that. I can't do this. I don't, I don't have this. And then slowly, as it built up, you know, after you get your relationship with the Lord, and then it ends up being, oh, well, nope, I have faith. God can do this. Yeah, absolutely. You start seeing the pattern. It's... You're like, Ongoing. now <laughs> I have a a confidence. If that he is calling me into the unknown, then I will have a boldness, and I will have this faith in trusting in him who sent me. And I think that that's, that's powerful for us to recognize that as we step out into the unknown, um, that we're okay with it. You know, we don't have to be in control of everything. We don't have to have all the answers in everything. We just have to be led by the Spirit. Bingo. Uh, and humans have a real, real issue with control. <laughs> yeah, right. Like if I can't control it, I don't want no part of it. And God's like, "Well, you are. If if you really knew, you're not in control of very much anything, <laughs> right? It, I mean, God is ultimately in control of everything. So, in what level of capacity do we have a control in besides making our choice, making yeah. that decision to? either be obedient and walk in faith or to be disobedient and to walk in disobedience. And, yeah. you know, the story's way better when you walk in obedience in faith with God. Way better. Way better. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> not saying that he's not faithful to forgive when, when uh, believers come into repentance, but it is saying, 
hey, if we don't have to go down that road, let's not. Let's yeah. not go down that road, right? Yeah. Like I'm I'm like, hey, why do we need to go backwards in this um in our relationship? Why can't we be launched forward? Why can't we just move forward? You know, that's the kind of like the thought process of people saying, "Well, you know, sometimes people just got to learn the hard way." And it's <laughs> like, but don't let that be your life's motto. Yeah. Learn the hard way. Well, sometimes right? you can learn from others' mistakes. Yes, that's absolutely. Much better. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, as a Christian, you're going to embrace the suck, and there are going to be moments of persecution, trials, and these things, these afflictions, you're you're not going to get out of these things. That's why you have to be led by the Holy Spirit. But don't learn the hard way. Don't learn the difficult way. Like, even though you go through hard things, as long as you keep your eyes fixed on Him and you're being led by the Holy Spirit, even in those difficult things, you're going to see the fruit at the end of it. You yeah. know what I mean? And this is where we count it all joy when we fall into, into those various trials so that we can sit there and say, all right, yes, yep, this is making me stronger. You know, this is strengthening me. And that is the the motivator be, behind saying, yep, Lord, it's the unknown. I'm going to step out in it. Why? Because actually the known things in my own mind will actually set me up for failure. Let's see here. So when you were talking about that, <clears throat> you know, in fact, the entire Bible, you don't have to learn from your own mistakes. Right. Um, what is yeah. it? 1 Corinthians 10, 11. Paul was even letting him know. Now, these things happened to them as an example, and they were written for our instruction. Yes. Upon, so we can learn from the entire yes. Bible yeah. on what not to do, what to do. Right. And this is why it's so important to have God's Word in you. So yeah. when the Holy Spirit, who is the guide, wants to guide you, you'll be reminded of these things, and you'll step where He wants you to go. Yeah, be like, <laughs> hey, I'm not going to walk in this, right? I'm not going to betray Jesus. I'm not going to walk in this. Like, you you know what that outcome looks like. You know what these things are. And, you know, and I think that when you look at the Scripture— you can you can you can totally get all of the answers to any situation that you have in life through the word of god yeah. and when you learn out at, from other people that are going through various trials and situations too you can say okay well if that ever happens to me this is where i believe the holy spirit is leading me guiding me and directing me because guess what it, it is a matter of time it's a, either you're about to go on a trial, you just came out of a trial, or you're in the middle of a trial right now. Right? Yes. So you're in, you're in some one phase. You're in one phase of that. <laughs> either getting ready to go into it, in the middle of it, or just came out of it. And so I had a thought was, okay, what about the new believer, the baby yeah. Christian, right. who doesn't have any past experiences to fall back on? Well, for one, the Bible, that's going to be your starting point, their experiences you can Absolutely. learn from. Yeah. Um, other believers, yeah. Other believers. Testimonies, yeah. Uh, but there are even people in the Bible who were new believers who were prompted to do something to go through that unknown. Yeah. Um, and it's just a matter of, really, it's it's now or never. Like, do you yeah. want to just keep doing the same things you've been doing? How well has that been working out for you? Right, yeah. Or just try it. Yeah. Just see what God's way is like. Let's look at door number two. Let's go. Yeah. yeah. And let's just step out into the unknown. How are you going to get your experience to fall back on right. if you don't try? Yeah. So try it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think, you know, you know, oftentimes a lot of people use 
that test me in these things, says the Lord, as far as like tithes and offerings. And they'll use that message over and over. But I really, you know, when the Holy Spirit is is calling you into the unknown, you're you're not only being tested, but you're actually putting a test on God and His goodness and His faithfulness. Because He's calling you there. So you're like, Lord, I have no idea, but I'm going to trust you. And He's like, good. I was waiting to see how long it would take, right? Yes. He's been sitting there going, good. I'm glad you, you got it. You, you're getting it. Let's go. We're growing. We're, we're getting more mature. We're developing these things because there is a greater uh, purpose, call, and destiny that is out there that God wants us to walk into, but he will not send us unequipped. He will not send us unequipped. He will not uh, get us into that place where we're already trying to go ahead of him and do these different things. He's saying, nope, be led by my spirit, one step at a time, do what I told you. Yeah, I mean, there's a reason why faith is so prominent throughout the entire Bible, and it says we are to walk by faith. Yes. Just trust in him. There's a lot of um, questions for us to consider as believers, or uh, even new believers. Uh, What is that? I, I wrote down some of them this morning as I was thinking about all this stuff. So, I don't know, like ask yourself, are you willing to set aside your own plan in order to receive God's plan for your life that might that's going to be much better? Yeah. Are you willing to move beyond your doubt and fear so that you can go into the unknown? I mean, there's just question after question. I wrote down a dozen of them. Mm-hmm. But for time's sake, maybe you can just sit down and journal and ponder your own questions and your own thoughts and use Scripture to start meditating on these things. Yeah, and I and I want to challenge everyone that's listening to this episode, man, take this, uh, you know, after, after this episode, take this moment and ask the Holy Spirit and say, you know, Lord, what are you leading me into? What are the unknowns? What are the things that you want to uh, lead, guide, and direct me in? You know, and then, you know, just wait and listen. And, and the Holy Spirit will start prompting things to you, to your heart, to your mind, and, you know, write those things down. Regardless if you find it important in your mind or not, write the things down that the Holy Spirit is saying, and, you know, and then take those things in prayer, and you'll start to realize that you're like, oh, man, that was the Lord speaking to me. And, you know, uh, and it, is it that simple? Yes, it is absolutely that simple. It is that easy. God is wanting to, to uh, have that communication with you, and He wants to be there with you in the middle of your life. And He's like, hey, I'm here. And all we have to do is say, Lord, here I am. I'm available. Speak to me. I have an ear to hear. Yeah, I'm willing to bet that whoever's listening to this right now, the Holy Spirit is prompting you to do or go somewhere even right now. Yeah. And you know it. So will you shove that doubt and fear down, get it out, and uh, just go into that unknown? Yeah. Are you willing to do that right now? Regardless of the criticisms, regardless of what your mind is telling you of, well, if I do this, this will happen, and this will happen, and this will happen, putting all those things aside and praying, seeking the Lord and being like, all right, this is the Holy Spirit leading me into this situation. Yeah, and if you start to come up with all these what-if scenarios, why don't you follow that with what if God follows through? Right. Amen. Yeah. Yeah, and if you happen to hear like, that song, Into the Unknown. Well, then you're just listening to Frozen 2, and you should probably oh. turn off the movie and then oh, maybe right? read the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> Into the Unknown. <laughs> oh, I love it. 
Well, we pray that this episode has encouraged you and has uplifted you. Uh, me and Trenton, our, uh, our desire is that everyone that is listening to these podcasts and these episodes, they're being encouraged and strengthened, and they're being built up, and they are you know, taking their faith serious, their relationship with God serious, and you want to be led by the Holy Spirit, recognizing how vital that is for you to be successful and get the well-done, good, and faithful servant, not operating out of a work salvation, but operating out of I'm a son or daughter of God's, and I want to be uh, pleasing and, and obedient to Him. Amen. Thank you so much for joining in today's episode. If you would like to learn more about Caleb Perkins Ministries, please go to www.calebperkinsministries.com.